Welcome back to Series 12 of Game Changers. Series 12. Wow. On behalf of Adriano and the whole team from A School for Tomorrow, I want to thank everyone for their amazing support of our little podcast. Our most recent Series 11 has continued to build our audience reach with over 300,000 episode listens from over 72 countries across the world and a group of listeners that's growing each day. And our team has been amazing. Thank you to Kyle, Oliver and Matt for all they do to help us make everything happen. We've said it before and we'll say it again, we know our world is changing rapidly. We see change in contemporary communications, in new ways we access and create information and in emerging enterprises that place constant emphasis on new skill capabilities like critical and creative thinking, emotional intelligence and problem solving. We also know climate change, the advancement of new technologies, increased automation, escalating health imperatives, the elevating importance of belonging in workplaces and society, resource scarcity and a new geopolitical landscape make our future hard to predict and open to great possibilities. Navigating such rapid change requires us all to take a big step forward and up together. We need to commit to our schools being communities of inquiry and practice that equip all learners with the knowledge, skills, dispositions and habits conducive to becoming good people, future builders, continuous learners and unlearners, solution architects, responsible citizens and team creators. We need to empower our students with the adaptive expertise, self-efficacy and perseverance they need to grow and make progress with the character, competency and wellness they need to succeed. Finally, we need to enable our students through supportive systems and operations in learning ecosystems that bring together students, families, teachers and community together in transformative relationships of character apprenticeship. And the key ingredient in this secret source of equipping, empowering and enabling today's learning for tomorrow's world it's how we can permission the voice, agency and advocacy of learners so that they will thrive. Therefore, the key ingredient for reconfiguring schooling in Australia and across the globe is, in our opinion, how we can reimagine education through the transformation of permission. And so, in this series of the Game Changers podcast, Adriano and I want to explore the notion of the transformation of permission together with you, our listeners and game changers across education and industry. Those brave pioneers whose purpose and practice is shaping the landscape of future ready and future fit schooling and society by developing the voice, agency and advocacy of their learners. You know, we've got an amazing lineup in this series. We've got a UNESCO Youth Representative, a 2022 Young Australian of the Year finalist, the director of the Deutsche the Beyond Boundaries Institute, a dynamic biomedical engineer, inventor and TV broadcaster, a senior director at Qualia Institute for School Voice and Aspirations, a head of student voice, an educator from the Thorin Innovation School, a head of school innovation and partnerships at Ontario Virtual School, a young change agent and the incomparable global educator and founder of The Learner First. So, Adriano, I'm excited. I can't wait. Let's go. Before we start our conversation, Phil, can you share with our audience a little insight into our Series 12 sponsor? Thanks, Adriano. Of course. We are proud to be partnered with the education team of the Museum of Australian Democracy at Old Parliament House in Canberra, Australia's capital city. Looking for civics and citizenship experiences and resources to empower voice and agency in your Australian classroom? The MOAD Learning Team have got you covered with on-site and online experiences for teachers and young people of all ages. 
Visit Moad Learning at M-O-A-D-O-P-H dot gov dot A-U forward slash learning. Bill, it is so wonderful to be with you again. Uh, how is the People's Democratic Republic of Fitzroy treating you today? Look, it's a beautiful day here, Adriano. It's spring. Bravo, the wonder dog, is full of Elan, the Duchess of Napier. Our beautiful alley cat has appeared for the first time in days. The whole team's together. We're all excited. We're all transformed. We just need to get on with it, mate. Well, en- enough of this nonsense, Doctor Doolittle. Uh, let's um, let, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's get to our theme for this series, which is all about the the transformation of permission. As we as we think specifically about equipping, empowering, and enabling through permissioning the development of voice agency and advocacy as game changers over the coming months. Our provocation for series 12 of our podcast and this prologue is in particular is, are you ready to be a leader who equips, empowers and enables others to transform through the authority of permission? As you know, Phil, over the, over the last 10 years, uh, I've been writing a, a, a blog titled Permission is Triumph. And I'm often asked about what is the meaning of the blog title Permission is Triumph. I'm a firm believer that each individual has an inherent greatness within them. Unfortunately, only a minority ever procure this gift and share it with the world. Often, what holds us back is fear of both failure and judgment of others that lead us to fall victim to issues of self-worth and circumstance that typically present as misleading perceptions about our permission to take the big step forward and up, to learn, to live, to lead, and work for today's world and tomorrow's world. These perceptions might be framed as a lack of opportunity or as the unavailability of time or or a lack of um, positional authority to proceed. It's this mix of self-constructed internal and external barriers that prevent us from truly pursuing our passion and purpose in life. All these conditions, or on occasion, dare I say it, excuses, can contribute to us rusting on permanently fixed mindsets that speaks to an unyielding status quo a state of forever settling for what's safe, predictable, and comfortable. Thus, without permission to change our game and change the game, we find ourselves caught in the rut of life without the spirit of adventure that comes from those game-changer character dispositions of curiosity, compassion, courage, and conviction. Therefore, for me, the power in the word permission is the granting of oneself the formal consent to actually do something, to go from being to becoming. It's both the necessary yes of self-determination that leads to purposeful action and the authority granted by real and transformational movement towards self-actualization. Triumph, therefore, is about prevailing over one's fears or obstacles and rejoicing proudly in affirming self-growth and all achievements, no matter how big or small. When you give yourself permission to act, you gain new mastery and are closer to being victorious in love, learning and life. The real magic for me of permission is triumph is found in the word is. You see, is is the singular present uh, indicative of be. And if you accept the primacy of William Shakespeare's question to be or not to be, then permission is triumph is best categorised as a question that challenges us all. Should we merely exist or should we live abundantly? So I believe that every person has an obligation to attend to themselves in order to be truly alive. Otherwise, they are just breathing. Stepping into the transformative space of permission, this saying yes to self and living this glorious life is the most liberating construct. 
It allows for the empowerment of the heart to shine light on everything that we do. Waiting for meaning to happen to us is tantamount to standing still. We can define the parameters of our existence and within it, we have the power to create our own fulfillment, meaning and story. I sincerely hope that my blog, Permission is Triumph, furthers others' journey towards a curious, compassionate, courageous and hope-filled life enlivened by the conviction of one's voice, agency and capacity to lead self, place and for and with the other. You know, Amico, I read and enjoy your blog as do many others. Thank you for setting the scene for Series 12 and our conversation today around the provocation of the transformative authority of permission. Your work and thought leadership in this area has for years now inspired so many of us. In the context of A School for Tomorrow, this essential concept of the transformation of permission is realised, as we said earlier, through the commitment of our schools to equip, empower and enable all learners, both students and educators, with the relationships, systems and operations and ecosystem that allow each to ultimately become the author of their own story. A story of authentic voice located in belonging, a story of agency located in the exchange of adaptive expertise and self-efficacy that allow the fulfilment of potential, and a story of the doing of good and right in which one's capacity to lead in community is exercised through the advocacy of and for the other. And of course, it's all formed within those powerful and transformational relationships of character apprenticeship that occur everywhere in school. You know, I feel that's because the, the heart of the notion of the transformation of mission is relationships and the, and the story of each other, relationships about the story of self, about the story of, of place, and of course, about the story of the other. Our relationship with ourselves is the first step in our continual transformation through belonging and self-actualization. Then our relationship with place helps us to connect through exchange and work well with others. And finally, our relationship with others helps us to develop a shared narrative and show respect to our collective humanity in our quest to form a more equitable and just community. If we truly value the stories of self, place and the other, then in our schools and society, we should identify those concepts that create the conditions for each of these relational constructs to grant the learner the permission to shine. You know, I wonder, Phil, if you might spend some time exploring with our listeners some thinking about the value of finding a shared narrative. Yeah, sure thing, mate. It takes a history teacher to do this bit. So <laughs> the longest lasting and most powerful of our human traditions is the way we tell stories to each other. A narrative is how we bring structure and meaning to our lives. It's how we string together what might otherwise be a series of random and unconnected events in our lives into something that speaks to the purpose of our journey together and how this is lived out. We learn from our earliest days that there is a beginning in which the basic elements of the story are set up for us and an end in which there is a resolution. In between lie a series of episodes where challenges are faced, problems solved, and those two imposters of triumph and disaster, as the poet Rudyard Kipling put it, are encountered all while we learn about the people, the place and the purpose of the story as we listen to the person telling the story to us. Stories are therefore passed on. We begin with listening and in time we come to learn to shape our own stories for others. Our relationality is how we intertwine these two acts of listening and telling. We cannot connect fully with the humanity of another person unless we can hear their story, acknowledge their journey, and show that we care for them as much as we do ourselves. You know, Phil, perhaps the hardest challenge is to remember that it is the act of listening 
that we can come to learn more about another than we can in expressing just our own story, our own voice. That we find our own voice and have it respected and celebrated by others is essential to our own development. We know that. Yet, truly hear, hearing what others say and feel in company will take us much further than speaking to an empty room. It is about giving yourself the permission to listen to understand, not simply listen to respond. The signals that we give when we allow the time and show the care required to hear what other say about all the facets of their lives, their joys and sorrows, their hard work and frustrations, the small details of everyday life, and the major happenings as they unfold, these are indeed potent. They help us to demonstrate tangibly that the person in front of us matters and is worth our attention and consideration. We do not have to agree with everything they say or do. We just have to care. And in all likelihood, so long as there is mutual interest and cause, they will care enough also to want to pay us the same accord in their own way. In this way, if we both care enough and listen hard, we can find a shared narrative that will connect our two stories and for while at least make them one. Together, we might find meaningful ways to work together to help each other to face our difficulties, to achieve our goals, and to become the people we need to become while we enjoy each other's company and what both bring to the team we have created and the communities that we have created. Together, we foster the value of each person's story, their voice, paving the space for belonging and identity to ultimately thrive. So let's home in on those essential concepts of belonging, the fulfilment of potential, the doing of good and right. When I reflect upon our understanding of the notion of the transformation of permission in the context of a school for tomorrow, it's all about character. I'd like, if we can, for us to tell a bit of our story of yesterday, today and tomorrow, and how our understanding of this construct of character and of its importance for schools has developed over time. From the foundation, some 40 years ago of creative school management, our predecessors were committed to identifying what it is that makes a difference in education and to telling stories of how students, teachers, leaders and schools can be excellent at what they know and do and are becoming. It's what drew me to CSM when I acquired it in 2010 and formed what has become our global parent organisation, the Circle Group. By 2011, we'd built a team who began the processes of research and consultation on which we formed a working theory about the importance of an education for character and the character of an excellent education that have continued to inspire us since then. By 2018, our research institute Circle, the Centre for Innovation, Research, Creativity and Leadership in Education, had completed its first round of our ongoing global educational research program that concluded that character is the reason why we do school. It's the whole work of a school. So what do we mean by character? Well, character is how we live our lives. It's about how we apply our adaptive expertise and self-efficacy to put our purpose into effect in everything we do to thrive in our world. We can demonstrate this through our competencies, how we learn, live, lead and work. Our character will be revealed in good times and bad, in moments of both mundanity and great excitement. It will be more than just one thing or the thing that happens when no one is around. It will be the integrated product of our knowledge, skills, dispositions and habits of mind, the competencies to learn, live, lead and work. We will build all of this on a foundation of our physical, psychological, emotional and spiritual wellness. There are different layers to your character. 
As you move through your life, you ask and answer important questions. The first question, do I belong? We think this helps you to develop your civic character through finding and articulating your voice. The second question, am I realising my potential? This informs how you develop your performance character. We think that performance character is demonstrated through your agency, both individually and collectively. And the third question, am I doing what is good and right? This prompts how you develop your moral character. This is about contribution to and for the community, especially through your advocacy. Thus, the journey of learning towards character in school and beyond needs to connect each of us as learners to the essential questions that we all have and point us towards a way to find answers to them. You know, that's right, Phil. You know, the, the, the meaningfulness of this journey is always framed by the questions we ask that give us context and bring value to the content of what we learn. It's through the process of this inquiry that we can create both the values that guide us and the exchange of the value with each other that helps us to form a thriving community in our schools and, of course, in the broader society. That's why we talk about a community of inquiry and practice. By joining together in a community of inquiry and practice to create this kind of shared values and value proposition, we embark together on what we call the pathway to excellence. The pathway to excellence is this natural and normal part of human development, a journey of inquiry in search of meaning, relevance, and the discovery of truth about belonging, the fulfillment of potential, and the doing of good and right. This journey helps us to ask other questions as well that help us to know the way to go the way and, of course, to show the way to others. Questions that help us to learn the self-awareness of knowing ourselves through asking the question, who am I? Questions that around live in relationships that built by earning our places through asking, where do I fit in? Questions around leading and leading as a servant who goes on a journey from me to you to us, asking the question, how can I best serve others? And of course, the final question is, is a question about work and, and, and uh, vocation and finding our calling by asking the question, who's am I? As educators, we need to be thinking of what we can do to help others to find the answers to these questions. We can't do the work for them. Their answers have meaning and relevance because they own them. This sense of ownership is ultimately what brings the most value to people. When learners believe something is truly their own, then they will be much more likely to be empowered to do the work required to reject any immediate gratification and to seek reward of growth and achievement in the long term. That's spot on, Adriano. You know, the, this sense of ownership that you talk about comprises a combination of the outworking of belonging, the fulfilment of potential and the doing of good and right that work together to generate both values and value. The more we belong, the more likely we are to fulfil our potential. The more we belong and fulfil our potential, the more likely we are to do good and right. It's this essential understanding from our research, first proposed in 2018, of the continuum of the development of character by individuals and to measure the continuum of the development of an education for character within communities. In tracking their development, we can see human beings progressively engaged in working on their own civic performance and moral character and at the same time increasingly motivated to put aside self-centeredness and give of themselves with decency and love so that others might benefit. The reflexive nature of the individual and collective processes of developing character and improving character education 
can't be underestimated. We become immersed in the experience of learning and reflect on what we've learned about the transformation of the other as well as ourselves. To optimise this, we need to understand how best to describe the culture that will equip, empower and enable learning that results in transformation. In 2018, Circle identified the secret source of high-performance learning culture in both an education for character and the character of an excellent education. Three components, equip, identifying those aspirations, a sense of kinship and pathways to success, and applying them to a culture of inspiration, challenge and support. Two, empower, fostering both the pursuit of excellence by young people of character, as well as the sense of belonging to and engagement in school. Three, enable, keeping young people in their groove and holding them to an educational purpose of desired graduate outcomes based on future fit and future ready, civic performance and moral character, competency and wellness. This secret source that equips, empowers and enables the learner's ongoing process of inquiry within a community of inquiry and practice dedicated to high performance is foundational. It's the way we can help all to live lives of purpose that can help them to know that they're getting somewhere, to help them feel as though they're making a difference in the world. The guiding spirit for this assurance must be both sourced and articulated in the message they and we use to talk about it. It must be so significant, so rich, and perhaps even so disruptive to our frames of mind that it compels all of us to sit up and take notice. It must force us to want to do something about it. It must make us commit to finding our way on the pathway to excellence, the journey we take to find and fulfil a purpose in this world with the character, competency and wellness we will need to thrive. You know, you know, this understanding of the centrality of purpose that you speak about, Phil, in creating better outcomes for more learners emerged from the second phase of Circle's global research over 2018 to 2020. We learned that not only do we need our young people to become more purposeful in how they learn, live, lead and work, but that we ourselves need to be more purposeful about how we equip, empower and enable them with the secret source of high-performance learning. Then, with the establishment of the Game Changers podcast and our global network of a school for tomorrow from 2020 onwards, we began clarifying how to create homes for high-performance learning in ecosystems that are human-centred, technologically enriched, people in place and planet conscious, and intentionally purposeful about honouring the new social contract for education, today's learning for tomorrow's world. During the third stage of our global educational research program over 2020 to 2022, we also clarified our understanding of the standards of excellence for high-performance learning, those corridors down which all stakeholders walk together in a school for tomorrow. These six standards of culture, leadership, learning, performance, strategy, and systems and operations help us to measure our progress towards the purpose that we share about our learner's purpose and connect purpose to practice through the character of an education that is also an education for character with the twin goals of individual and community thriving. So here we are, Phil, in the final quarter of 2022. We seek to inspire, challenge and support our students to locate their sense of purpose and put it into practice. We ask them to respond to questions about their civic performance and moral character and about how they might learn, live and lead and work. We help them to demonstrate the character, competency and wellness 
they will need to grow and make progress. And we model, scaffold and coach the adaptive expertise and self-efficacy they'll require to succeed. As they do this, they must dig deep within themselves to find an inner sense of where they are in the story of who they've been, who they are and who they might become. We call this their mark. They must also identify their measure or how they're trying to live up to others' expectations. Developing their character is about wrestling with both their mark and their measure. As they wrestle with themselves and their context, with their mark and their measure, they will grow in the civic character of belonging and be equipped with their voice. The performance character of realising their potential and be empowered by their agency. And the moral character of doing what is good and right and be enabled through their advocacy. It's these concepts of voice, agency and advocacy and the transformation of permission that underlies them, which are driving the fourth stage of our global educational research program from 2022 onwards. And I'd love you to share some more of your thinking about what these ideas of voice, agency and advocacy might look and feel like, Adriano. Well, mate, when you ask me something like that, I don't know if I'm ever going to stop. So let's <laughs> let, let's get let's get into this part. You know, engagement of learners is so important in our schools, but but there are many compelling reasons to move students from the initial position of engagement to something much more powerful and meaningful. It's how we unlock the capacity of a community of inquiry and practice to go from the transaction of interaction to the transformation of permission. So. How do we equip, empower and enable young people by amplifying voice, agency and advocacy in our schools? To answer this question, let's turn our gaze to the first element of the transformation of permission, and that is voice. For over 30 years, the Quaglia Institute for School Voice and Aspirations have been collecting data about student voice. Data from half a million students shows when students have voice, they are three times more likely to experience self-worth in their school, five times more likely to engage in school, and five times more likely to have a sense of purpose in school. So it is clear when students have voice, they have more meaningful learning experiences. Student voice is not simply about giving students the opportunity to communicate ideas and opinions. It is primarily about students being equipped to reveal their authentic self and identity without fear of injustice or judgment. For us at A School for Tomorrow, student voice is the need to discover one's own identity and a sense of belonging and how best to express this through how they live, learn, lead and work in community. This authentic voice provides opportunities for students to share their unique story and lived experiences. This has the potential to shape and influence decisions made with adults around what and how they learn and how their learning is assessed. Therefore, student voice can become a powerful instrument of change. Keep going, mate, keep going. Now we turn to the second element of the transformation of mission agency. Many are inspired by young people's mobilised agency as articulated recently through the Youth Declaration at the 2022 Transforming Education Summit at the United Nations in New York. Stefania Gianni, Assistant Director General of Education at UNESCO, stated, the future will be co-created with youth. I mean, it's emphatic, right? Student agency is about a need to collaborate with their teachers, their mentors and experts as co-authors of the narrative of their personal learning journey. 
This is fundamentally about educators creating conditions that foster an exchange between students and teachers and peer and peer, an exchange of self with place and being open to the gifts of the other. It is about nurturing a connectedness to learning that is accessible, rigorous and relevant. Think Jean Piaget and his theory about how humans make meaning in relation to the exchange between their experiences, encounters and their ideas with self, place and the other. In this way, the co-creation of meaning and the co-authoring of a shared story is itself the very act of empowerment. At a school for tomorrow, we believe when, when given permission to step into their agency, the exchange of power shifts and students have greater ownership to direct and take responsibility for their learning, creating independent and self-regulating learners. This empowers them to act with an increased sense of purpose, which guides them to flourish in school and thrive in society. We're nearly there. Yeah, bring We're it on there. home, big fella, bring it on home. <laughs> okay. And finally, the third element of the transformation of permission is advocacy. So how can students use their voice, agency, and a capacity to lead their local and global communities, becoming agents of social change and human endeavour for self, place, and the other? Students do this through being given the permission to step into the psychological safe space of contributor and challenger. At A School for Tomorrow, we believe this can result in advocacy for a better today and tomorrow for self, place, and the other. Advocacy in practice can be realised through enabling the capacity of learners to lead. And student leadership should never be confined to a small group of individuals within our school communities that wear a badge or a bit of embroidery on their blazer, as leadership potential is inherent within all learners. Student leadership must include the democratic exercise of voice, where all students develop skills in listening with empathy to understand the story of the other an openness to enter into a dialogue of exchange with the other and leverage the strength of community to craft solutions that allow a more equitable and just way for all to thrive in school and, of course, throughout life. This approach has the potential for students to develop an increased sense of responsibility beyond themselves towards a thriving community that is born from and through the expression of advocacy and a model of leadership that places value on trust, relationships and stewardship. This intentional design of voice through the cultivation of belonging is about me. The design of agency through the awakening of exchange is about you. And the design of advocacy through understanding that community is king is about us, from me to you to us. For together, Phil, we are always so much better. That's beautiful, mate. Bravo. You know, in the context of our schools, we will be much more likely to find ways to see past deficits and to see through to the possibility of ourselves and the other when we go on that journey of the pathway to excellence, which through its very nature transforms us with the permission to go from me to you to us. It helps us to find both values and value with a spirit of warmth and generosity and a balance of both passion and a light touch. With the transformation of permission, we can acknowledge values and create value in each other as the learning community whose bonds are generated from deep connections of relationships. We believe that people in schools can and should work towards using such relationships to transform permission. Students, teachers and families can build a robust and resilient sense of perceived belonging and social standing, which is achieved through positioning the amplification of voice. 
adopt an open and respectful approach to cultural exchange, connection and understanding through positioning the amplification of agency and work on a range of language skills that will enable a broader, richer definition of community, valuing difference and more compassionate experience of the world through the positioning of the amplification of advocacy. I love that, Phil. Voice, agency, advocacy. With such an approach, members of school communities can learn to value their difference when they enter into a place of exchange with the other. The greatest challenge of any group of people usually lies not in the adversity they encounter from outside, it's about how they respond to diversity. Time and again, we hear of stories told that show that it is the meeting of adversity through a combined effort of diverse talents and resources where each relies on and trusts the other that is, for many, the making of their character. It becomes the reason why we create teams. We have a shared mission that requires us to lean on each other and utilise rather than condemn each other's differences. It demands that we put aside the judgments that cause us to discriminate unfairly because people seem, in the first instance, not to be one of us, and instead seek reasons to identify and celebrate those strengths we all have that can be used to defeat an obstacle or a foe. It is an acknowledgement that diversity is ultimately our strength. Our greatest challenge and one of the most common barriers to forming high-functioning teams in our schools is when we reject the opportunity to come together and collaborate with one purpose in mind. In other words, when we privilege rejection because of difference over connection through diversity, we put ourselves before others. We deny the power of relationships to transform through permission, to work in our, in our favour by harnessing the capacity of the whole collective of competencies to be exercised in mutual support. We surrender to, to the fear that we may need others to help us, particularly those whom we don't particularly like for whatever reason. Now, of course, Adriana, there's a reasonable limit to our forbearance of the unwillingness of others to cooperate in the formation and execution of what our colleague and Game Changers guest, Leanne Wilson, might term a joined-up agreement. The great Canadian educator and former Game Changers guest, Michael Fullen, speaks of the importance of 100% of a community working together to improve outcomes for all. If people lack the commitment to the purpose on a sustained basis, or if they habitually abstain from inclusion of the other, then it may be that this place or team is just not the right one for them. Even then, Phil, we, we should not simply write off their humanity because they have chosen another pathway instead of our own. Wishing them well and holding no grudge serves us just as well as it does them. By bringing peace of mind to all, we need, we need to give ourselves the permission to be open to the other and our collective agency to create what's possible. This is about permissioning, about saying yes to voice, agency and advocacy to equip, empower and enable the young people in our care and to do the same for the adults that, who support them. You know, part of this, this means acting as guides and mentors along the way from time to time. In the first instance, we, we can model for our community what belonging, fulfilling our potential and doing what is good and right might be for us and others uh, when we come across it. Many people like to have a model given to them in the first instance so that they can try it on for size before adjusting it in, in small and big ways to suit their own purpose. Or they reject it and go off in search of another model. They can continue doing this for as long as it takes to find the answer that is right for them. They may ne never find a complete or enduring answer, but the experience along the way will equip 
them with the qualities of adaptive expertise and self-efficacy required to develop the character, competency and wellness to thrive in this new world environment. So in this series of the Game Changers podcast listeners, we want to point you in particular towards models and practices from game changers across the globe that transform through the power of permission in their intentional promotion of the voice, agency and advocacy of young people in the communities that they serve. We know that within schools and between schools, there's a broad range of structures, processes and practices that contribute to this process of equipping, empowering and enabling voice, agency and advocacy. We want to amplify inspiring and effective practices in the transformation of permission from one student to another, from one teacher to another, from one classroom to another, from one school to another, and from one community to another, to achieve our aspiration that all students have the necessary knowledge, skills, dispositions, and habits to shape their learning for life. You know, Phil, uh, a school for tomorrow's aspiration for a reimagined learning ecosystem honours the new social contract of education, this notion of creating today's learning for tomorrow's world. It recognises the fundamental importance of the contribution that student voice, agency and advocacy can make to each and all of us. Young people who find their voice in supportive school environments are more likely to develop a confident voice, a capacity to act with agency in, in the world and a willingness to advocate for and lead others. The notion of transformation through permission draws on this aspiration for the development of a future fit and future ready character, competency and wellness and provides a starting point for positioning voice agency and advocacy as the key levers that forge a deep sense of belonging through the story of shared values and value, the fulfilment of potential born from reflection on self and exchange with the other, and the doing of good and right that builds towards the ambition, the ambition of a more just and equitable community. Thank you, Adriana, for sharing this call this call for teachers and leaders in our schools to operate from the transformation of permission through equipping the civic character of belonging, empowering the performance character of the achievement of potential and enabling the moral character of doing good and right. In Series 12 of the Game Changers podcast, we encounter 10 remarkable educators, practitioners and industry leaders who will challenge our binary thinking and inspire us on our journey to design a better normal Game changers who will plant the seeds for each of us to grow in our understanding of the profoundness of permission in transforming our schools as dynamic learning ecosystems that foster voice, agency and advocacy. I'm excited to learn from our Series 12 Game Changers about how they're locating and sharing the knowledge, skills, dispositions and habits that support all learners to thrive today and for their tomorrow. I can't wait. Let's go. Game Changers is a podcast for those who want to change the game of school. Produced by Oliver Cummins for Orbital Productions and powered by a school for tomorrow, Game Changers is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play and SoundCloud. Tell your friends and don't forget to subscribe. Let's go.